You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. The delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. he is out, the buck goes win. That ball's in well to left center field, back toward the track. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I am your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, as always, Jim Rosati, Tyler. What's up, everybody? How are we doing, friends? What's going on? Wow. You guys are really into it tonight. <laughs> Man, it's... Have, have a it's, beer or something. You know yeah. what? I feel like we got a drop-off since we lost Tim Williams from last week, so... Now I just got to hang out with you two. Now we have Bucko Mike's in the chat sure, that we got to deal with instead? It's going to be hard to top last week. That was a good... I feel like that was a really good show we had last week. I mean, yeah, obviously, of course it was. Like, imagine watching this last week and be like, oh, Tim's on it. And then this week, it's just us three. <laughs> Such a disappointment. This right? is what you get. <laughs> well, with that being said, it is just us three. Um, I was actually, speaking of us three, I was reading a review that we had on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, those. Yeah. And it was an older one. It was an older one, but it did say, if I could listen, if I wanted to listen to just random people talk nonsense, I could go to my bar. <laughs> well, Was that Tyler? To the bar, boys. <laughs> Someone just outed Tyler before he came on the NS9. Well, then don't listen. Like, I bet you saw a few other uh, reviews in there that were from Ryan Alexander, whoever that is, like five stars. Very yeah, knowledgeable probably. about the pirates. Who who is yeah. that? By the way, actually Ryan speaking, a, Ryan A. It's this guy, it's this guy right there. Right, right there. Look at that. The Godfather. Delay. The Godfather, Ryan Alexander. We need a uh, we need a reunion show sometime soon. <laughs> we really yeah, do. Um, he, uh we don't need a whole hour of him trying to sell me a house. <laughs> It's okay. He doesn't. I'm going to get real inside now. No one's going to get this, but I was going to say he doesn't sell real estate in Ohio, which is terrible, by the way. Even though Ryan apparently feels California, you know, let's put Ryan on blast here. I want to hear what does everyone yeah. else think about this. Let's, let's do it. And and he can't defend himself, which makes it better. Ryan feels Ohio is better than California, like a better place to live. Yeah, just let that yeah, sink I'm in. Not, Ryan would prefer to live in Ohio. Opposed to California. I agree. I'm I'm fully on board with Ryan's take there. But no, because the way you guys just not to get too deep into it, but the way you guys think of it is like the LA, the San Francisco, San Diego. What are you talking about? What about those people? You guys. And and what I like is Tyler's literally here, like you guys are thinking about and and Tyler's lists off all these great places in California. Yeah. But (laughs) the California is not just four cities. 
there are people I, that live correct. on yeah. other parts in other parts there's, of California. There's even more great places in California. Absolutely miserable, and you pay a way higher tax rate. In Ohio, we all suck. Exactly. So, you all suck in Ohio. <laughs> so there's there's of, parts in California that suck, and then there's some parts that are really, yeah. really, really nice. So instead of some yeah, parts sucking, nice. Ohio all sucks. No, Columbus is nice. I mean, my hood's nice. Wow. So discredit San Diego because it's only one place that's nice, but Ohio has Columbus. I'm yeah, you a different person. That. Like I'm a different person, but I like my small town and I like small towns. Okay. There's small there's, towns in California. Right. On the beach. Yeah, where I'm paying a 30% tax rate. It's crappy. There's also cool places in California because it's kind of large. Right. Like if I want to get across the state of Ohio, it takes me four hours. If I want to get across the state of California, it might take me four days. Well, I don't know what you're doing for four days. I know, right? (laughs) Are you walking? (laughs) You can get the northmost point to the southmost. It might take a while. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just fly? I'm sorry, Jim. Not everyone makes five hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, if you live in California, you will. (laughs) No, because it would all go back to the the government. Five hundred k is the baseline to be able to (laughs) To, go on a plane to fly. Apparently, I can't help but I'm poor. You guys don't pay me enough. Tyler thinks you go to the airport, right? You hand them like your ticket, and they ask for like right. not like your ID. They ask for like your your W two. Like, no, sir. Yeah, can I see this, your this only says one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. You can't board this flight. Listen, I've been on a plane like twice in my life. I'm not privileged. I'm privileged. Ninety nine ninety nine dollars one way ticket. Like almost anywhere in the U S. and like Southwest. <laughs> he's not. He's not privileged enough. You know what? A hundred bucks is like two bar tabs. That's all. All right. <laughs> Let's move Got on. You there, boys. No, what I was going to say is that's actually really, really bad because the bar you're at, I'm sure beers are like $2. So that's, that's like true. $20. A $50 bar tab. Yeah. That's a lot out. for you, Tyler. Yeah. I just had one of those on Tuesday. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. I was like, that's actually really sad because $50 is a okay. lot, I'm sure. Your local bar where, you know, $2. No. I mean, especially the ones you're drinking. The brewery. Oh, okay. The brewery. Here we go. The, your yeah, your fake brewery. Beer. All right. Let's get into some actual Pirates baseball talk. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk we're about Tyler's personal life. So I oh, guess, yeah. you know, we're, I mean, we're barely into spring training still, but I don't know anything that you wanted to highlight. I know Jim and I kind of talked a little overreaction <laughs> yesterday. We've had two games since, two. Well, five inning in today was a seven, right? Or a six? Today was six. Six. So we've had 11 innings since seven. yesterday. It was seven today. Was it, it seven? Was, yeah. Okay, so 12. Yeah. So I guess anyways, regardless though, anything that struck you in this first week in the minor league baseball? I'm sorry, in spring training baseball? Um, Just from my observations, um. Brian Hayes looks locked in, so that's always good to see. I mean, obviously, I think he's only played in three games, but he has looked good in all three games, um, driving the ball, hitting it hard, driving it to opposite field. Um, so he's, he's he's looked nice. Today was a day he looked great at the plate, all three at-bats, really, even yeah. his out. Um, Kevin Newman 
off to a pretty hot start too. I mean, it's only nine plate appearances, but four for six with three walks so far. Kevin Newman, I pointed out, looks like he had a little, he's got a little stance change this year. His hands are a little bit higher. I'm going to say highlight that us. Highlight that from his body. Yeah, so he looks like he's his hands are a little bit further away from his body. Um, they're lower. You know, he's starting his hands down lower. Um, looks to be a little bit more upright. So I don't know. I'll look look a little bit more detail in that. But uh, yeah, he looks like he's switched things up a little bit. And obviously, it's super early, but he's off to a pretty nice start. True. I agree. Offensively, yeah. offensively, that's really all I got. Um, I'm not really going to bring up Todd Fraser and his two home runs. I don't care. Mitch wants me to talk about <laughs> Alford. I don't care. <laughs> Alford, Alford hit a home run. There you go, Mitch. Um, again, I O'Neill Cruz is playing center field right now because that's how uninteresting the center field battle is. They're literally it's... playing a person who's not even competing for the position um, just to put somebody out there. So, yeah, that's fair. where we're at. He probably ends up in the outfield, so whatever. Um, I, yeah, that's kind of a fair point. I'll give you though, Jim on that, but I will say it was, it was interesting to see O'Neill Cruz in center field. The, the interesting was, part, yeah. like just as a baseball nerd was Sheldon's explanation on putting him in center field because he felt like it would be an easier transition to him. Just people that enjoy baseball, all the intricacies of it. That was just something that kind of stood out to me. That was kind of. Oh, I guess I never really thought of it that way. Like what they did with Cole Tucker, putting him in center field, not really playing the corners. It does make sense where you don't have to work the angles. So maybe it's a spot that he gets used to, and then they move him to the corners because we all know he's not going to stick to shortstop. He wants to stick to shortstop. I think you leave him there until he proves he absolutely positively cannot play there. But we all know he absolutely cannot play there. <laughs> You know, you actually make a very good point, Tyler. Maybe let's talk about that a little bit because I think you're right. I feel like we all, everybody, everybody, I don't think really too many people were talking about him in center. You know, there was no action. Everything just penciled him into right field or first base. Like, that's it. You know, if shortstop can happen, which is a very, very low chance, and obviously there's shortstop, but it's going to be right field or first, and you're right. Like, now he's in center, and I feel like everyone's like, whoa, wait a second. It kind of makes sense because, I mean, he's got a great arm. He's uber athletic. Like I understand he's six foot seven. So maybe that was part of it. You just feel like this guy gonna fill out and be like a Polanco and you put him right field, but there's a reason to shortstop. So it's like if he's still athletic enough, he's still fast, still got that can of an arm, like he could make a really good center fielder. And right, he's he's in the middle, probably better on the angles and such. The center field makes a lot of sense. Why were none of us thinking about that? That's one of my favorite parts about spring training is just Twitter hashtag spring training drills just of as a baseball fan and someone that loves the sport, just watching these guys do T work, do all that stupid stuff. That's where the nerd in me comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just laughing at Jim and Bucko Mike and I have a little beef here on the chat. So (laughs) (laughs) shave that beard, Jim, get that dirt off your face. Right. So no, I, I, I think um, you, you guys hit the nail on the head with Cruz. Um, and, and I think Tim mentioned it 
you know, last week also, but yeah, it's not like there's a shortstop in double A AA or triple A right now. That's like forcing him to move off the position. So like you might as well just might as well just let him play there. Yeah. Like there's how many times has everyone in the world been wrong about a guy just until he proves that he can 100,000% not play there. What's the harm in letting him play there? Especially when point. there's so much work to be done with the bat. Yeah. I think learn another position. Yeah. I mean, you sold me on it when we talked about this. I want to feel like it was a few months ago now. Um, you know, let, let him work on the bat. That's what's really important right now. Like he's got to hit with his bat. If he makes the majors, it's not because he's a really good shortstop. It's because he has a great bat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let him be comfortable, work on the hitting side, and then he can worry about what position he plays later. So, you know, that sold it to me. And then, like, when Tim coming on as well, I mean, also, yeah, it's like, there's not, it's not like you have to move him off either, right? Like Jim just alluded to, there's no one pushing him. It's not like there's other superstar here. It's like, all right, let's just make the transition now. Let him, let him play there. Let him do it until you yeah, can't. And then he goes and plays center field and not even right field. And it's not like the bats or the, it's not like the bat is not developing because he's playing shortstop. If there comes a point where he's making error after error and it starts to affect his entire gameplay, yeah. At that point, you worry about it. But until that happens, just let the guy hit. Let the guy play ball. And then whenever that debut comes, throw him somewhere in the field. I mean, it's baseball. He's a baseball player and an athlete. Deal with it. True. Yeah, and I think the thing with him is like he's he's athletic enough that you can put him anywhere, you know, other than shortstop, and he'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Right. A, a shortstop can play anywhere. It's not like we're moving a first baseman to shortstop. Right. And also, and there's a reason, yeah, he's six foot seven and still playing short because he is athletic enough. So, right. I'm sure he can do it. Uh, as Bucko Mike says, you know, Pirates aren't competing until 2023 at earliest. It doesn't matter if Cruz plays, and that's part of it as well. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, no longer this six foot seven shortstop. Now we got a six foot seven center fielder potentially, <laughs> which is still like, wow. So, Man, I That'll hope this kid pans out for you. Hell yeah. I can't like just think about the home runs he could potentially rob. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to have to leave. It's like, remember seeing all those uh, videos like Tyler Glass now dunking, right? Going between the legs. Like that's like o- O'Neill Cruz in the outfield. <laughs> just put him in right. right. Put right. him in right field and he'll rob him off the Clemente. <laughs> Actually, there you go. Maybe he should play right. <laughs> How about another really fun part of spring training? And it was, you know, it was against the Pirates. But yesterday, we got to see Wander Franco, like, hit one to the freaking moon. Yeah. Yeah. Just he took that. Ball. And he even said he feels that was the Yore. farthest home run he ever hit. Yeah. I mean, he just crushed it. <laughs> Smooth swing, low in the zone. He just, just blasted it. I would, like, just talk to a guy like that and be like, How's it feel to be able to hit a ball 500 feet? Well, you should know, Tyler. Go yeah. face, go face Kyle Hendricks. Go, go face Kyle Hendricks and about, see what it's like. I'm telling you, about 325 for me. <laughs> but like, just to be able to hit a ball 500 feet, watch a ball go off the bat and go, good Lord, I'm so good at this. Yeah. Well, what's the great ta- life. Tatis? Just going, I guess, around. This doesn't relate to anything, but going around the, the league. Tatis jacked one pretty far. Otani took one, I think, what, 468 yesterday as well. Otani hit one over the batter's eye. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, some moonshots. Anyways. It would be fun to be that strong. But I want to see Otani get back to like his rookie year. Like that was fun, where he was he was basically an ace, and, <laughs> and he was and also, get us his words the Asian elbow. He, I mean, he was he was awesome that year, and like if you imagine how much that I mean, you're so valuable when you're like a three war pitcher and you're like a four war hitter, like right, that's an insanely <laughs> valuable player. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, you can get back to that pitching wise. He didn't look very good last year on the mound. Um, but we'll we'll see. I, I'd like but to coming see off of that. injuries, the shortened season, it's like you know now you know he's further away from the injury, probably back more in a routine. I'm with you too, Jim. I you know I think a lot of people are excited about Otani, and he he more or less delivered his first year, um, but it hasn't been the same since again with injuries. So yeah, but also too like think about too like his rookie season. I mean, he's 22, I believe, right? His first year over was it 22? Twenty-three. 23 okay uh 23 yeah. 23 23 okay so let's say i mean the thing is too like now he's brain. definitely like in his prime as well so like we could see breakouts dominant otani and i'm excited for it and i'm sure all angels fans you know are fun? <laughs> you know what's fun about otani if we look back to spring training of his rookie year he was absolutely oh terrible yeah. yes which tells you yeah, he didn't even hit, touch the ball. Much he not to look at the added the lay kick, right? The game one and mm-hmm. on opening day, right? Is that what happened? <laughs> Just changes batting stance altogether. Yeah, I, it was like you said, he was trash, and I think it was what it was on opening day. They he were added talking about the lay kick, the and then just that was it. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, it is strange what they do to Asian hitters. Where I mean, I was up bored of it with Jung Ho. And he cut out his leg kick altogether, and then he just kind of took off after he started using it again. Mm. I wish he would have used yeah, a leg true. kick to park his bike instead of taking a car, but anyways. <laughs> that was, that, you know what, Denardo? You get a A-plus for that one. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what he should have taken that bike to? Where? PNC Bank to get a loan for <laughs> another bike. Well... Speaking of PNC Bank, Tyler, congratulations on that segue. So it was officially announced today that the Pirates and PNC, they went ahead and re-upped on their partnership for another 10-year, well, it's not another, it was a 20-year, but now a 10-year extension. Um, so it will, the naming rights will still be PNC Park. We all can be put at ease. It's not going to be Dollar General. It's not going to be uh, Seven Springs. You know, it's it's still PNC Park. But it couldn't be you know any pirate news without people being triggered right guys so even though it is pnc park still there's a little change so as you can see these are the designs it's not done yet obviously but this is put out by the pirates this is what it will look like so we're not going to have just the typical classic blue and white outline pnc park it's more or less like the logo. They're adding the logo in there, the, the wording and such. Um, a little bit different. So, guys, as mentioned, a lot of people are pretty pissed off today. This is trash. This is terrible. This sucks. I'm sure there's a few, you know, Nunnings wallets thrown in here. Um, what's your take on the new, I guess, logo, just design of this for PNC Park? So, I mean, if I'm PNC... 
you know, I want my logo on the ballpark. So it makes sense for them in that regard. Um, I don't mind the way it looks like on the front home plate entrance there and, you know, on the scoreboard. I'm actually, you know, Mitch mentioned it here in the chat. The the blue PNC Park, though, along the river walk, like facing downtown. Like, I love the way that looks. And so changing like that. that, I feel like, is a little bit of a mistake. Just because, I mean... I feel like that part of the ballpark is kind of iconic, like a more iconic piece of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the ballpark's only 20 years old, so I don't really know if any of it's iconic, but. Uh, oh, it's but iconic, that, Jim. <laughs> but that, that part of it, you know, is, is I think one of the more aesthetically pleasing parts of the, of the ballpark um, and swapping that out with the logo and the white, not a fan of that, but I mean, at the end of the day, who really cares? The reason why PNC Park's, you know, what it is, it's, I mean, it's that view. It's the view that you get. That's why people like it so much. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I wish they would keep the blue, the blue letters on the outside on the by the Riverwalk. Can I give this a big old who gives a shit? Do it, Tyler. Yeah, yeah who gives a shit? How <laughs> many bucks do you give, Tyler? <laughs> oh, we should bring that game back. I think we will, by yeah. the way. <laughs> How many I bucks don't think give? I don't think I can rub three nickels together of bucks. I do not care. Jim is actually <laughs> is that the Tomlin? We do not care. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the Riverwalk, yeah, it looks great. I don't care. Does it is anything they're doing blocking the view of downtown or the skyline? Sure. At the park. No, don't care. Move on. Yeah, go to a get go to a game twice. You're not going to notice it again. Who cares? Yeah, I like. So what I'll say is, I mean, Jim's absolutely right. You know, I'm on PNC. I'm going to be like, you know, hey, this is actually our logo. You know, if we're going to renegotiate, get ten more years of this, like this is us. This is our brand. You know, you're still keeping the name. Let's change it up at our brand. So I mean, I get on Maybe. both sides, and uh, also, you know, you are the Pirates. It's not like you're the Yankees and you have this pool. It's not like you're the Yankees. Like, well, you know what? Fine. We'll go with this company because they want to sponsor us. You know, like there's probably not too many people knocking down the door saying, hey, Pittsburgh Pirates, we want to give you money. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that's part of it. I mean, again, it's, it's a good relationship. Obviously, you know, here's what we do. But like I'm with Jim on this as well. And like a lot of people too. Not enough that I'm going to get triggered. Not enough from bashing Pirates Twitter account and going off like, here we go again. Oh, nothing sucks. And the Pirates are stupid. And oh my God, this looks terrible. You know, it's more corporate. I think that's what gave PNC Park like its mystique to a degree is it wasn't corporate. You know, I've seen people say this on Twitter and I fully agree. There's just something like PNC Park just sounds... Like like a solid cool. like like a name like yeah it's, it's a cool name yeah. the stadium it's you know alliteration it's not it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound corporate um it's still obviously the same name but now it has more of a corporate look to it and I guess that's the difference being up front in front of the stadium I again I would have an issue like what Jim said on the river walk there how it used to look that's just there's something to that like I said iconic whatever you want to call it it just looked very aesthetically appeasing just the uh, the blue the white outline and also the spacing in the letters you know is spaced out to cover the whole thing and now it's all in just the one spot uh so that's part of it now what i will say i'm putting on to the scoreboard 
you know what's weird and funny? I actually like the scoreboard like that. I don't know why. Like it just, mm, I have no issue with the scoreboard. Um, no, but yeah, it's like you know, eh, I'm not taking bigger issue with this. It is what it is. I don't really care that much. What I'm more excited about is it staying as PNC Park because the name just sounds great as well, and of course, it's iconic with Pittsburgh. Um, it is what it is for the branding, but obviously, yes, I would prefer the old way. What would have happened if they would have said, yeah, you know what? We're going to keep the PNC name, but it's now it's PNC bank park. <laughs> that that might've be, been a little annoyed. Yeah. Th- there you go. The corporate feel, you know, that is a worse move than this. Yeah. The, the way it na- it's named, Although, again, I'll tell you what, if it was called PNC Bank Park, nobody's calling it PNC Bank Park. <clears throat> nobody's calling it. It's still just PNC Park. Kind of how the, like when, the, the Mellon Arena was always the Civic Arena. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Right. Yeah. This is like when they changed the logo to the P rather than the Jolly Roger, and no one really cared, but everyone was up in arms about it. Who cares? It's You're not your, really going to notice it. Typical Twitter outrage, right? The fake outrage. There are so many more things to be upset about the Pirates about. That I agree. I think we all can agree on that. So, like, the scoreboard, though, Donardo, I agree with you. The scoreboard, I think, looks just just fine. Um, And like I said, again, the the home plate entrance there, I think that looks fine. I I think the riverfront is, like, the only piece that it would be cool to keep it. But, again, it's not a huge deal. I mean, and we won't really know for sure until the season starts and you drive past it. They might do something cool with it. I mean, light yeah, up. These are these are all artist renderings, so they're not. Yeah, even yeah. Honestly, things. I'm not sure if they're really even artist renderings. I think it's more just like yeah, that. <laughs> it's just like an outline of the logo, <laughs> yeah. and they just put there. It's like MS yeah. Paint. Like it just put. It's not even really Photoshop. Exactly. <laughs> Mitch says he would take the bank over the sign being gone. That's Mitch. You're a dumb dumb. That's absolutely. <laughs> There's no way opinion. I will take this sign all day long than having to call it PNC Bank Park. Oh, that just is that's awful. Oh, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you uh, know what I hope, Donardo. You know what I hope. What do you hope? I for? hope that PNC on the Riverwalk projects onto the river. How? tell you what how large do you think it will project onto the river would you go over under two and a half times what it is on the sign according to steamer it's not going to project too well oh oh i think i'm taking the over then is that another segue tyler god i'm so good at this job the segue king i'm glad we brought tyler on he knows his role tyler's here for what i do friends yeah, let's do that. So let's get into a little bit of um, projections here. They're ugly. Let's be honest with you. They are uglier than Jim's Microsoft Office paint, whatever, PNC Park, Riverwalk. Oh, I'm like, where are you going with this? Jim, why was that Jim? Oh, they're ugly. <laughs> well, Jim's one complaining, so. Okay. We just have I didn't to complain. Be... I was just pointing it out. Just stick the segways, no, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Donardo? I don't like you. Ooh. Anyhow, earlier we were talking about the Pirates and 
what the hell? Actually, we were talking about what the hell are we going to talk about tonight. So we decided we're going to go a little over under on some of the project projections. Jim and Donardo have already talked about the Zips projections. We don't have a baseball rep or a baseball prospectus subscription, so Pakoda's out. Sorry, sorry guys, Donardo's wallet. Yeah, Donardo's wallet all the way. So let's take a look what's, at the old what's up with the projections. What's up with the manscape? Uh, and, and no, no baseball <laughs> prospectus. It's tough. It's tough. tough. So anyhow, we're we're gonna go ahead and take a peek at these steamer projections, and you guys tell me if you think they will be higher or lower than their projection. And I just want to start right here with Brian Reynolds. Steamers got him at seventeen homers, two sixty three three. 34, 430, and a 100 WRC plus, along with a 1.2 war. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll kind of start off here. That sounds similar to like what Zips was. Um, I know we had this conversation a while ago, but it's nice to kind of refresh it. I got to go with the over again. Like, I just feel it's once again like Brian Reynolds has hit everywhere. I, I get the projections, mm-hmm. I understand why they are where they are. But he's never gone anywhere and not hit, opposed to last year, which again isn't that season worth throwing away. Now, is he going to be a 300 hitter again this year? I mean, that's debatable, you know, but like to me, the 260 just seems so low. 17 home runs, that's about right. Like I can, I can yeah. sit on that. That's fair. Um, and then like the war being right under two, I think you said, like what was it, 1.7? 1.2. Oh, what Steamer has that. Yeah, I am. If I'm going to Vegas and I can bet on this right now, um, this is the one I'm way over on. I'm selling all of my, all of my Bitcoin. I'm selling all of my AMC, all of my GameStop, and I'm putting it on Brian Reynolds right now. I'm taking the over. Yeah, the 1.2 number seems pretty low. Um, I mean, Zips was the same. Zips had him at one. Um, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't know if he's what he was in 2019. Like, I think that's, you know, like a best case scenario, but I mean, I think Brian Reynolds is good enough to be at least a two war player in major league baseball. I said last year, I think it was a little bit of an anomaly. His strikeouts were up, but also his walks were up. Um, but the Babbitt just killed him. You know, he hit 231 on balls in play. And that's just not even a sustainable number, you know, no matter, no matter what you're looking at, um, no one's going to hit 231 uh, as, as their Babbitt for an entire season. That's just not going to happen. Um, so especially when he was 387, it was a 150 point drop in Babbitt <laughs> from 2019 to 2020. That's how crazy it was. Um, so yeah, I, I'm if we're going over under on just kind of across the board, I'm over that. I, I do like the home run number. I think that's probably about right. Like, you know, I, I could see him pushing 20. Um, but I, I think, I think he's definitely going to go over that 1.2 war. Yeah. I'm with both you guys. I think he's, he's probably a two to three war player. Um, the home runs, like you guys said, probably on, I did see something and I can't find the source of it, but he was one of the top five or the worst hitters on fastballs outside last year, which I think him and Gregory Polanco were top five worst hitters on an outside fastball. 
I think that's something that that's an approach issue that I think gets cleaned up. Also, 60 games is really tough to judge a player on after a 500 at bats plate appearance season. So I think he settles into more of the Neil Walker category where it's a two to three win player, 270 batting average. He's going to slug four, 430, 450 in that general area. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I also do think that a lot of this projection is him playing center field where defensively he's going to struggle. So that might have something to do with it as well. The war? Yeah. Um, that kind of makes sense. Batting-wise, I don't see him being a 263 hitter. I think he's too good for that. Like Donato said, he's hit above yep. that everywhere he's been. Yeah, and he's always made That's good contact, true. you know, and just... Yeah, it just yeah, like last year just seemed like such an anomaly. You know, he had a lot going on. You know, he had a baby. Kudos, I think I saw sixty games. Like, what are you going to do? Right. So, you, if you're bad for twenty of those, as a thirty year season. If you're bad for twenty right. games in a regular season, you can bounce back. Yep. All right. I think what was just weird is like his entire rookie season, he just never like at no point did he ever struggle. You know. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, it was kind of strange watching him struggle last year, but I think he's, I mean, like he's, like you mentioned, he's, he's a professional hitter. He's hit everywhere. I think he's going to figure it out. Like, I don't think, like I, said, I don't think he's going to be a superstar or anything like that, but the gym, he should be a solid major league hitter. Did Jim just give us the professional hitter term? Did he just throw out the professional, the professional hitter? hitter term. <laughs> he is a professional yes. hitter. Come on, come on, bro. Um, I mean, if, if such that a term is applied to anyone, I think on this team, it's Brian Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> They're all professional hitters, maybe except for Cole Tucker. <laughs> and pitchers. He's a professional glove. <laughs> um, right. Also not a professional hitter. No, nah, but he's an interesting not. one. He's pro-am yeah. right now. Yeah. Let's jump over to Kevin Newman. Okay, they've let's got do him this. at one. They've got him at 102 games played, 440 plate appearances, seven homers, uh, 271 batting average, 304, 362. Whew. And they've got him at a 0.4 WAR. Yeah, I'll let you Please take tell this. Me Jim. I'm crazy by saying that's just wild. Start us off, Jim. I mean. You look at 2018, he was terrible. 2020, he was terrible. 2019 is actually the anomaly here, right? Where he was actually a pretty productive player. Um, but that's the year that he had as many at bats as 2018 and 2019, though. You're right. You're right. Um, well, and I'll be no 2018. Also, that was his call up. He had 31 games, 97 plate appearances. So, to your point, yeah, Tyler, he basically played September. Yeah. Right. In the minors no, of think, 19 um, or 18, he the minors produced. of every year have not been good. Well, no, for Kevin oh, Newman that year, it, it was Kevin Newman. He had a 114, he batted 302 eh. uh, in AAA yeah. that year, yeah. and then he, went, he got his call he up had, in the majors he pretty well that year. What happens? And I'll so I'm yeah. sorry, continue, Jim. No, you're right, good. Um, I think, I mean, and I think I mentioned this last year too, but Kevin Newman led baseball or at least led the National League in infield hits yep. in 2019. Um, 
And that led to his extremely high BABIP of 333. He didn't strike out very much, so he put the ball in play a lot, and he was fast enough to just beat out a lot of ground balls. Um, last year was just not like that. He he really was just he was, he was pretty bad all around. There was no power. Um, the the strikeouts went up a little bit, but like the the extreme lack of power was was rough. Um, those projections, if we're going to see steamer, I'm showing 85 weighted runs created plus. Gosh, I think I'm, he's probably right around there. I don't. I don't think he. I'm gonna go just with my gut here and say that he's under that. Oh, you're I think going the to, uh, 0.5 WAR. I think the 0.5 WAR is about right. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think Kevin Newman is an average. Is an average major league shortstop. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. So, to, I mean, one thing I want to put in here too, because that, that's all correct, Jim. Those are all good, good factual information, you know? And the one thing too, is when you highlight his best season, his best season was a one Oh nine way to run creative plus. I mean, that's not, I'm not, that's not the downplay. I mean, I'm <clears> saying like he's terrible, but that was a really, really good season. And all those good things led to it. Like Jim said, you know, really, really high bad up the, obviously the lot of you know, infield hits to get there and such. Um, but that season also did come with power. Like he hit 12 and I say power because I mean, that's not really power, but for Kevin Newman, what he's shown, like the 12 home runs in 531 plate appearances, you know, like 446 slugging, that's that's power for Kevin Newman. So I We're don't see that. That did not hit a college home run. Right, right. So <laughs> like that's power for Kevin Newman. So I don't see that happening either. You know, like Jim was saying, he got kind of lucky. A lot of infield hits he beat out, but he also had power that came out of nowhere. Now what's also happening this year, the ball is deadening. So does he hit two home runs this year? Like that might be a question, you know, going from 12 and 19. um, So I I feel like, you know, at his best, the 109, and I feel like that's high, but 85 to me sounds low as well. He has really good contact skills. Doesn't strike out a ton. You know, I I feel like he can definitely get the average up. You know, last year as well, his bat was down to 250. Um, I, the the average I think can play the way to runs creative plus will be close. I'm going to go over, but slightly like everything to me is slightly over. You know, I think he'll hit for a much better average. The power's way down again. You know, it's basically a slap stick hitter. And then the defense will obviously hurt him. but I'll give him more than a point for, I'll go over on both, both of those, but not much. Yeah, I think we're, we're looking at a guy that's like a 280 hitter, 320 OBP, and like a th- three, maybe 80 slugging. But I think that all wraps in the maybe, like probably a one win player if he's playing shortstop. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends so, on how well I'll he's playing over. shortstop. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> I, th- I think it ends up being about a one to two win player. I don't. I mean, I've never loved Kevin Newman. I've never really liked him. Me and even Neil got into it the first time I met him. Yes, on Twitter, you heard this story. I called him Kevin Newman, a cream puff. Said he hit like Chris Stewart. So I might have been wrong because Kevin Newman hasn't been as bad as I thought he would be, but hey, he's just not good enough. All I have to say about that is 
One person's still on Twitter and one's not. So you win, Tyler. True. Also, I think Kevin Sur- Newman is a guy that <laughs> Kevin Newman's a guy that uh what maybe ten years ago he's a top ten shortstop in the league. The way this position has changed. Like oh, okay. we're talking about 2013, Jordy Mercer was a top five offensive shortstop. Right. But the way the position has changed, he's just not a guy that you can build around. He's no Tatis He's not a guy Junior. that you really... He's Francisco not a guy you can Lindor. even plug in. He's just there. He doesn't have a great glove. His bat's okay. He's just there. And he's 28 this year. 27. <laughs> I think he's about the same age as me. He is uh, 27. On August 4th, he'll be 28. Okay, he's a year younger than yep. me. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, right, I'm so I'm one. so I'm under okay. and you two are over. All right, I'm over on them. We'll speed this up and get to the next one, so we can get to our next topic. But we'll go Cabrian Hayes. This one they've got him five seventy four plate appearances, eighteen homers, two seventy nine, two three forty eight, four sixty, and a one ten WRC plus, along with a two point eight WAR. I'm not going to lie. I think that's about fair. This is tough. This is so tough for so many reasons because like, I think it's fair, but it's not fair from what he's shown of last year. And now in the spring, you know, like everything he's shown in the major leagues, I'm looking and saying, well, that's low. <laughs> he's going to do way better than that. But it's like everything that you've known, right? Like when you're watching the infomercial at, you know, midnight, like forget everything you know about Cabrian Hayes. Like that's what I feel like I have to do. I have to forget, forget everything I know about Cabrian Hayes because everything I knew about Cabrian Hayes was well, the bat's not there because when he's debuted for the majors and even into the spring, this is a whole new, different guy. So how much am I buying into the old and into the new, and where do I go from there? I mean, those are still good numbers. I just, I, I'm gonna have to push. That's solid to me. To if he did Denardo. that his first year. That's solid. Yeah. Let's put it this way. If he did not debut last year, he got Under. called up, put up those numbers. What do you say? Under. Oh, I'm just saying, if that's what you're given this year without knowing anything, right. at the end of the year, that's his numbers. You're like, that's that's okay. That's that's what I'm getting at. I'll like, take that. Yeah, uh, I'm going under on these but numbers. expectations are so high for him. Are they? I feel like, what do you, what do you mean by I our expectations? Like, based upon last year, let's just say it never happened. Right. If he gets called up this year and we look back in October of this year and say, all right, well, in his rookie year, he put up this. I'll take that. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I see what you're saying. No, you're, you're absolutely right. If this already, was his. Now that we saw this, it's like, okay, I need more. You're absolutely correct. That's what I'm getting at. Like, if I saw this, if right last year didn't happen, and now it's October, we're talking about these words numbers and talking about the season. I'm like, yeah, like I was not. Ex- we'd be talking almost the same way we are right now about him. Like, I was not expecting this. You know, over a full season, like he gave us this production. That's awesome. You know, now I'm hopeful for 2022. <clears throat> but right, because like what happened last year, I'm like, well, that's he, it. He, he he could blow these numbers away. <laughs> But I ha- I'm going with a push. The Tyler's point, you know, <clears throat> yeah. So let's say 
he didn't come up last year, right? And the last time we saw him was 2019, and he put up a 92 weighted runs created plus in AAA. And then he comes up in 2021, and he does this, and he does a 110 um, and almost a three-war player. I think we would all be pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we would say, okay, we, you know, we knew the glove was there. We were hoping the bat would be there. If this is what his bat looks like, then this is a solid major league player. Because like, I think, you know, last year, no one was expecting Key Brian Hayes to be called up and be like a, a, a cornerstone of this team. We, we were thinking he could be a good role player um, and, and kind of just be a good third base, a good major league third baseman, you know? He, he didn't have a huge ceiling going into last year. I feel like now that ceiling has been raised. The top um, 10 prospects like everywhere you look. Yeah. Right. The ceiling has been raised and I'm looking at these numbers. And I think this would be like over the course of a full season. First off, I don't think these numbers are going to be anywhere near accurate just because the games are going to be way off. He's not going to play 134 games. He's going to play 160 um which will push that war up even he he just does this right um i'm gonna go ahead and see he's over this i i think he's at least a three war player i think he could put up a four win season this year um and i don't think that's like out of the realm of possibility right now it's not especially considering how good his glove is I, I i mean i would be i would be pretty surprised if he's worse than this like if if Key Brian Hayes doesn't put up two point eight WAR this year, I would be surprised. Um, again, I think he's going to be closer to four than he's going to be to three. I'm not going to lie; I think it's about fair. <laughs> yeah. I think a one ten WRC plus is about what what yeah. we should probably be looking forward to in the future. I don't think he's a He's not a cornerstone, really. I, I'm still aboard the... He's a role player above average. Tim Williams said it perfect last, more, last week. When he, when he said like he's the Marte, that actually, I think, was a perfect comp in a sense. Yeah. Marte was a good player. You know, like, he wasn't just a... He wasn't like a Neil Walker. I mean, Marte was another level yeah. of Neil Walker. But he right. wasn't a catch. Yeah. That's... Pretty much the way I'd look at it. I, I agree right. with that sentiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the 110 WRC plus is, is, is fair, right? I just think when it comes to these specific projections, I think his counting stats are going to be higher because he's going to get more playing time than what these projections show. Potentially. Um, which, will, which will raise the war. And he could easily be a 120 to 130 guy. Yeah. Pretty easily. Right. Yep. I mean, I think the one thing I want to stay to is, you know, it's like we saw the spurt, you know, last year. And of course, in the spring right now, it looks good. But like, what will happen over the full course of the season? Like, how is it going to stand yeah. over the time? And that's where I mean, he could have a hot, of course, you know, April. And then it tones down and this is what it levels out to. So I, I'm going with a push mm-hmm. as well, just for right now. Um, but like you guys said, I think all of us feel like he could easily blow these numbers away. Yeah, I'm going right. if he's he's well over those. Gotcha. Next. All right, let me Next. we'll just do one more and then we'll move on to our last topic. I'm gonna go pitcher. We're gonna go Mitch Keller. They've got him at 123 innings pitched. 
a 445 ERA along with nine Ks per nine, 343 in a or 9.07, 391 walks per nine, 441 FIP. Hmm. You're up. You're up, Jim. You're first. Um, I don't think the innings is too far off. Again, I, I think this year people are going to be pretty conservative when it comes to innings. Um, like the Pirates are not going to have any starting pitcher start 30 games this year. I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, 23 starts kind of seems right in line. I could see pitchers either having like extra days off or they're going to get shut down early. Um, which will in because of that, it is going to keep the war totals down on these starting pitchers. These numbers, though, I think this is a very important year for Mitch Keller. You know, he he came up through the system, you know, kind of that next guy behind Glass now, um, and kind of as that next guy who had top of the rotation like stuff. Um, I think Keller at one point was the number. 10 prospect in baseball or close to that. So like the expectations on Keller are that, you know, he, he can be someone who, if not an ACE, you know, a number two. Um, and these numbers that this, these projections are putting out is not that. Um, so it, I think if Keller were to do something like this, it would be a pretty big disappointment and we would have to kind of rethink really like who Miss Keller is, if this is what he, what he would, what he does. Um, it's an important year for him. His, his career so far has been so weird because like his, his rookie year, the ERA was terrible, but the FIP was great (laughs) last year. ERA was great. FIP was terrible. So like everything just kind of went backwards last year. Um, I'm just going to have to say, I'm going to say under, I I guess what am I going under as in, I guess it depends on what we're saying is under or over here for pitchers. Uh, over will be, be we'll go better. over is better at ERA because you're <laughs> okay. talking you war be over projections. I think he's going to be better than these projections, and really just because he has to be. Like if he's not, then that's an issue going forward. Um, so I'm going to say he's better than these projections because he has to be. Oh boy. Yeah. Cause he has, well, to that's be. never yeah, good because be. if, if a pirate has to do something, you know, it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> right. No, I know. Yeah. So, and, and again, I mean, not to piggyback so much, you know, I think you said it is very factual. Um, I agree with, you know, one thing I'll mention as well is when you look at his 2019, well, first off, I guess we knew what Mitch Keller was about going through the, you know, the Myers and such. I mean, great command. He's, got some great off-speed stuff like the curveball you love seeing like him and Tylen's curveball I mean you just fell in love with right but it was seemed as if when he came up shockingly enough all he did was throw fastball 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 right and you know like Jim said the ERA was terrible the FIP was great well the ERA is terrible because everyone teed off on him last year he comes in we got the new pitching coach so there's all type of I'm not gonna say hype but it's like okay again like let's see what Mitch Keller's all about let's see what this series is even though it's short and injuries derailed it again. It was a shortened season. So again, it's almost like take that out. What is Mitch Keller? What what is what does he bring? All this stuff. Like, I still believe in his talent. Okay. So feeling he has a normal offseason going into a normal year. He's got Oscar Marine behind him again. He's not going to throw 70% fastballs now. Like, I'm with you too, Jim. Not even just because he has to, but also because he can. 
be a much better pitcher than this in my eyes. So I'm going with the over as well. It, also, I understand, you know, why these projections say it. Um, but I, I feel like he can definitely beat this. The 445 ERA, you know, if he had this season this year, I'm not going to say I'd be shocked. Like there's still question marks on Mitch Keller because of all the, the weirdness to his career, as you mentioned, you know, but I do really feel like in his talent, he will produce better than this. So I'm going with the over also. So have I gone over, over, push, over? So these Pirates going to be good yeah. this year? <laughs> I was going to say, the, the, uh, the Donardo Pirates are shaping up to be a good team. Let's do it. Playoffs, <laughs> baby. <laughs> All right, now that I can give my opinion on Mitch Keller. I am actually going to go about a push on this one. I don't know what it is. There's something about... I understand the FIP, his rookie year. He had he had strikeouts. They're there. There's something about watching him pitch. I don't think he misses enough bats. And I think if you look a little deeper into his stats, I haven't looked that deep because I test boys. That's what I do. I don't think he's But you don't watch pirate games, so how do you have an eye test? <laughs> Please. I don't think he's the guy. He's a guy that I think is going to settle into a maybe four to four and a half ERA type of dude. I just haven't seen it from him yet. Stuff seems to be there, but it just it hasn't clicked yet. Maybe the Oscar Marine thing works out. It didn't last year, but it I can't put enough into that 2019 season to make me believe in him. Also, I'm a pirate fan, so I'm built to be a pessimist. And that's fair. I mean, very fair. I mean, he really, I mean, you look at 2019. Yeah. The, the underlying statistics all look great, but the on-field performance didn't reflect it. And then in 2020, you know, when you were giving him the eye test, you know, the ERA was great. The on-field performance checked out, but he didn't look good, you know, doing it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of both. He's kind of had a Jekyll and Hyde situation here where when he when he looked good, he actually looked bad. And when he <laughs> looked bad, he actually looked good. So, like, it's it's weird. Like, which, like who is he? Who is he? I don't know yet. I think this, and, is, a, this and, is a very important season for him. Kind of put this in perspective as well. Like we're talking about a tale of two seasons, but mm-hmm. he's only pitched, by the way, nice, 69.2 innings of Major League Baseball. You know, so like both of them were very, very short instances. You know, in, in 19, it was it was 11 starts. I mean, you didn't go deep into them, but it was 11 starts, 48 innings. And then last year of all 2020, you know, he pitched 21.2 innings. So, you know, even with that being said, it's such a short, short sample size of his major league career that we're talking about, um, you know, for the past two seasons. Yeah, and if I'm going to get into my bold prediction of a Mitch Keller. Are we doing bold predictions, to- Tyler? I think I'm about to do them right now. Sorry, I got to call I'm out your segments because they're just so good. People don't even realize it's happening. 
I'm going to go with he's going to be a four and a half ERA pitcher. And I think if you look a little deeper into his stats, if you look at his swing percentage, hold on, I'm cutting you off. Things of that. No, hold on. Good Wait, Lord, how is your bold prediction? The literal projection <laughs> of Mitch Keller. <laughs> because we've already shown, we don't believe in these projections. Mitch Keller's projected to be a four you and a half forward player. <laughs> I'm sorry. Four exactly. and a half ERA player. And your bold prediction is reading the stat line of steamers. Uh, go ahead and ask a bunch of Pirates fans what they think he's going to do. And if they I don't say care. four and a half ERA, they're going to lose their damn mind. But I think if you would let me get back to my point, Donardo, my God. You don't, you you don't deserve him, a point. <laughs> I would like to talk about some baseball here, Donardo. If you look at him, I need a drink. I think even if you look back at whenever he had the 12 strikeouts for nine innings, you look at the swinging straight percentage. It's not great. Swing and miss is not great. I think a lot of that is a little bit skewered. And we saw some of that come to light last year. I don't think he really does have the swing and miss stuff. His fastball looks flat. The curveball looks okay, but he doesn't locate it well. He hasn't done any, even in the minor leagues, other than single A. What has he really done? I'm not a believer in Mitch Keller. I think at the end of the day, my real bull prediction, if I wasn't working on a segue, would be that he is their fourth most valuable starting pitcher this year. Okay. I would put... I'm going to put, I had it earlier, Anderson's above him. I think mm. Broden's up above him because I don't think That's they're going to move him. I think Anderson stays in the rotation for a long time because they're just going to ride him. Why, didn't, why didn't you kick it off with that? Why, why, why was your bold prediction that in. Tyler Anderson is going to have a higher war than Mitch Keller? That's a bold yeah, prediction, Tyler. Prediction. Then you could have explained segue, it. Denardo, read a book. Oh my god, you're terrible. You're good at segues. You're terrible at actual information. Good lord, <laughs> I would say Anderson, Anderson, bro. I think Cole ends up with a higher or with a better year, and then I think it's Keller with a better war. Right, right, right. That's okay. Now that's bold. I like that, especially throwing in Anderson. I really do think that Anderson has a better ward just because I think they're going to ride him to death. He's going to have a four to four and a half ERA, and he's going to have 150 innings because they don't care about his arm. <laughs> right. Okay. You going next, Jim, or shall I? Um, bold prediction. Jesus. We got one in the chat. Um, I'll just put it out there just so you guys hear. So Pirates Faithful, okay. and this one's for you too, Jim. Pirates Faithful says, yeah. here's a bold prediction. Anthony Alford hits 280 with 20 home runs. That's pretty that's fine. Just, now that's, that's a bold just, prediction. Those are fine numbers. Almost, Very interesting, I would say. Um, 
Alfred may do that, but it you know would be a triple A were to happen. Um, <laughs> Which is even more impressive because that's only like two months of baseball now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. So goodness. Um, old prediction. I I didn't really put much thought into these before. Um, Great coast we got. We'll go with. Travis Swaggerty is going to be the starting center fielder for this God team in September. Can I piggyback off that? Yeah. This is, one, this is one of my bold predictions. Travis Swaggerty is going to be the second most valuable outfielder on the Pirates this year. Let's combine them. Let's talk about this. I yeah, like both yeah. of those. I think Brian Reynolds is one. Swaggerty ends up being two. And what's funny is I think it's bold in the sense where you're talking Swaggerty playing this year and not only playing, but if he's a second best, he's playing at least somewhat decent. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not so bold saying that Swaggerty could probably have more war than, I mean, who else is out there? You know what I mean? That's not bold, but I think it's the sense that it's the sense that Swaggerty out there. Yeah. Yeah. Swaggerty will be the best center fielder on this team this year. So I don't know if I'll go second most valuable on the roster because I think Polanco. No, I said second most valuable outfielder. Okay, no, no, you're right. I still think Polanco is a shot at that just because he'll have the whole, whole season. But oh, bold. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Highest, highest, um, best performing center fielder definitely for the year. And I'm going second best, most second most valuable outfielder. So I mean, we talked to Tim about this. What's this say? Cause actually it's a good point. Pirates faithful again. He says that would be a very good sign if that's true, because if Swaggerty is starting in September, he's on the up. So I guess, is it because I think there's two sides here. Jim's already been trashing the interesting center field position battles. Right. So is this more of a sign of like, I guess maybe to an extent you guys believing in Swaggerty that he improves and earns the role or is it because center field is just such garbage? No one can find a spot that they just put Swagger in there because why not? I think it's a combination of the two. So I think, I think, you know, July is going to kind of roll around and center field is going to be terrible, just like it was last year. And, uh, Swaggerty will be putting together, maybe not like an overwhelming season, but a solid season. Um, maybe start off in double A, hopefully get called up to triple A, have a few at bats there. And yeah, then, then Swaggery takes over sometime late July, early August. That's that's my guess. So we feel with Jim Anthony Alford struggling. Polanco took out Goodwin already. He's got a fractured elbow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Fowler's not doing well, so Swaggerty's up there uh, hitting in center field now. All right. I get it. That's bold. I like that one. All right. So which one? The the Swaggerty. Like Both more. of you. Both of you. I mean, that was that was good. good. You like mine more though, right? Yes, Tyler. I like yours more, you. Tyler. Let me Thank coddle you, Tyler. You. Thank God. you. Jim, you got the doggy? Yeah. Bring him up. Bring him up. She, her, whatever. He, she. Bring him on the show. He's like 80 pounds. Oh, well. Oh, 
barks like a 10 pound wiener dog. <laughs> All right. So my, my bull prediction, I think it's no shock who I'm going with here. I see Jim already starting to smile. He knows what's happening. I'm going with Chad Cole. My bold prediction on Chad Cole. It's got to be bold. My bold prediction is he is a top 50 starting pitcher this year. Now, that, I mean, that's pretty bold. I know it's f- 50, but if you look at, in 2019, like your, your top 50 pitchers were a two and a half war player. Um, you're looking at, you know, a number one, number two in a lot of rotations, right? 50, there's 30 teams, right? That That's pretty bold, I think. I feel Chad Cool can do it. You know how I feel about Chad Cool. That's pretty bold. Is it going to happen? I mean, the chances are slimmer, but I think it's, it can happen. Yeah. Um, I, I can't talk enough about this guy. I'll continue to talk, and every chance I get, I mean, he was already the spring training opening day starter, right? So the Pirates fully believe in him. <laughs> There's no jest in that. Uh, but yes, I mean, I just love... Okay, love's too far. Love's too far. But I do like the no, I talent. Don't think it is. I don't I don't I don't think that's too far. <laughs> I like you. the talent <laughs> that Chad Cole has. And they're going to just nix that damn sinker from him. He's gonna show he can be a good pitcher. And he will make Mitch Keller the number four ranked war. At least the number two, because he ain't coming for number one. That's Chad Cole. So top fifty starting pitcher for Chad Cole. It's fair. I guess I think two and a half wars. I mean, it's a, it's a bold prediction. Yeah, it's bold enough, but he's never reached it. Outrageous. It's not outrageous. I know two at 157 innings, right? He's never reached it, but he came close, but outside that one season, it's, it's been nowhere near. So I think it'll be in that ballpark. I wanted to say top 40, but I stuck with 50. Cause I think that's still bold. Like, I'll stick with the actual bull predictions. If Jim, Jim, go ahead and talk about Chad Cole if you want real quick. I'll even go as far as to say he's not even a top 150 pitcher. (laughs) God, do I hate you. (laughs) Oof. Okay, maybe maybe he's top 150, but he's not top 100. What's that make him like a one war? Probably like 2019. Oh. 2019, the number 100 pitcher was. Now, mind you, too, like he's going to do all this. He's going to look really good. The number, the number 100 pitcher in 20 in 2019 was Kevin Gossman at 1.6. Kevin Gossman's dog shit. Eh, not really. If he's if he is, then what's Chad Cool? <laughs> Jeff Locke. No. Anyway, he's going to be doing all this with the Pirates and get traded, and then you know, continue this with like, another team. By top one hundred, he's talking a straight up number five arm. So no, by I not mean, being top no. one hundred, top one hundred would be like three and a half. Were you doing top, there's top 30 teams? There's 30 teams. If, yeah, if you are number 100, then you're basically a number four star. 
Yeah. Did, how you, many did guys you take out are, relievers? How many guys are probably not? There are not very many relievers on this list. Okay. Well, I am saying that if you are at a 1.5 war as a starting pitcher, you are a number five. That's fair. I mean, that is fair. But not, yeah. Mitch Keller was basically that in 48 innings. <laughs> okay. I'll just Anyways. jump into my. Go ahead, Tyler. Last bull prediction I got right now. By mid-season, Blake Cedarland is at least in the setup role. Bold would have been closer. I love love the stuff with him. Yeah. I love the hair. I love the stuff. I can see that. I I, mean, let's... Didn't he cut the hair? Is the hair back? I think he did cut the hair. What do you got? Kyle Crick? Rich Rod. I've seen enough. Michael Feliz. I knew you were going to say it. I think by midseason, we see Blake Cedarlin at least in the setup role. I mean, that is. This team has like a quote unquote setup role, to be honest. But I I think he's going to be be throwing high leverage. He'll be throwing high leverage. I, I, I can agree with that. I think it's fair from a guy who yeah. might not even make the club to be in a setup role. That's that's pretty bold. That's what I do. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> You're next, Jim. All right, piss off. I guess I gotta do another one here. Um, uh. I don't really want to make a bold prediction about the major league team just because there's just nothing interesting about it. So I'm going to shift. <laughs> let's, we're going to say we're going to go minor leagues. Let's say bold oh. prediction, minor leagues. Um, you know, by the end of the season, we're going to be talking about Hudson Head as like a top prospect in the system. Like top 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 three. Oh, I'd hope so because like Cabrian Hayes gets removed and O'Neill Cruz might be removed. And like like Swaggerty might be removed. Like, I'm talking about like <laughs> yeah, like top fifty in baseball. Hudson Head. Okay, that's better. I was gonna say like we're running out like Nick Gonzalez yeah. and then what? Hudson Head. Running out guys 50. here. Top fifty in baseball. Priester, He's gonna have a, just Nick a Gonzalez. Just going to absolutely tear up single A ball. I like that. I like where you went to minor leagues. Because again, that's where the interest is right now. Good job, Jim. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that that would that would do good well too. Because think about we talked about this, you know, all the guys he's definitely one of them. You know, we haven't seen them really play because of lost season and such. So that would be really nice. Some some again more validation to a lot of these trades. Especially that one with Musgrove. Man. Um, so I guess I'm next. I had two in mind. I might just say both of them for the hell of it. But I'm going to go get this one because it kind of piggybacks off like what Tyler was saying. In the sense that I don't know if it's really even that bold. But it kind of is because it's terrible when you think about it. We're not going to have one person on this team that has over nine saves. There's not going to be any double-digit double save guys. I feel Rich Rod, 
gets traded at some point, maybe even games, maybe. Well, that's part of it. You got to win 10 games to get 10 saves, but, um, you know, I just feel like there's, there's trades. There's, there's so many moving parts. Uh, you know, if Crick is on the team, which we talked about, you know, Jim, you mentioned like he could be a DFA candidate, but if he's on the team, like he could be a, he could be given opportunities for, you know, saves and such, and he'll get a few, and then he's removed because he's not that good. And it goes to the next guy. It's going to be a big carousel. I feel this year. And it very well could be Cedalin who picks up a few at the end as well. But yeah, that's my bold prediction that we won't have a guy that sees over nine saves this year. I I don't disagree. Mainly because I think the bullpen is absolutely terrible. And they're going to get annoyed of everyone within a few games. And we know that Shelton's a little bit fickle. Almost even went the opposite with the bold prediction and said that the Pirates' all-star, lone all-star representative, was going to be a reliever. Oh, but I, 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 I didn't do it. <laughs> that might be one to end on. Like, who's the lone all-star? But I got one more here. All right. Todd Frazier, Todd Frazier leads the team in home runs. That's a bold prediction. So that prediction. will not happen. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's very. Uh, that was, I mean, I guess it yeah. could. It, I guess it, it could, could if number two is way far back. I like that. I like that. I guess my take is if he's leading, if he leads a team in home runs, oh, we got problems. He gets traded, and therefore he won't lead the team in home runs. You know what I mean? I mean, I would have put like an over under Todd Frazier home runs this season at probably ten, like eight and a half. I would not be shocked if he ends up with like 21. They don't move him at the deadline because they don't like to return. The only way he's going to end up with that if he's the ever, I mean, is if he's playing every day, which he's not going to do. Pirates Faithful okay, says, we, is he going to lead us with five? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I I can see the scenario where they Moran would have Moran to over get him. No, I see the scenario where And Hayes Moran. doesn't live up to his projection. He's a hidden 20-something. But well, is Todd like, Frazier we're, hitting 20-something by the deadline in a part-time role? Where are you role? moving Moran? So you think Moran saying, just goes to the bench? Oh, good Lord. Are we deaf, dumb, or stupid here? I'm saying we are trading Moran, and then they are stuck with Todd Frazier at first. Okay. Uh, I saw that. Okay. I saw it click into his head. Okay. Because Moran could be leading, but obviously he's gone, and Frazier's still there. Now he picks up everyday mm-hmm. role, and he ends up. It could be like you know, Comran has fifteen, and Frazier ends up with sixteen. No, probably not. Moran probably has ten. We move him for some. Bubble I'll gum tell you and... what. Okay, okay, okay. That's not bad. And then for I... some reason, Tom I mean, it's Frazier a, ends up it's with a bold prediction. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 2021. Frazier's last full season, he hit 21. Hmm. Right. It's weird that I projected but 21. Moran being traded is what opens it up. So I guess that you're, so what really what you're saying is your bold prediction is also Moran gets, Moran gets traded. traded. Yeah. I like that. He's too. going to get traded. <laughs> I like that part too. Moran has a strong start to the season. He gets traded. 
Frazier ends up playing versus base every day because they don't have what are they going to do? Play Will Craig? No. Right. Right. Because they don't want their middle infield thrown to a guy that can't catch a ball. So we roll with Todd Frazier. He hits 21 homers. I win. <laughs> I win. I don't know if anybody wins in that situation. <laughs> right. This sounds like a lose lose, but anyways. It is, but in my head, it wins. The only one that wins is Todd Frazier. Well, yeah. no, he still lost because he obviously couldn't trade us. He couldn't get his ass traded to another team. <laughs> He's still with the Pirates. If if Todd Frazier leads the Pirates in home runs this year, he lost. <laughs> Watch him get cut from spring training. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with one more. This is very bold. I, I almost didn't want to say it because it's so bold, but I'm going to. But I guess to end on my bold prediction here, it is that Kevin Newman hits over 300. Still not going to be a great baseball player. He's going to do the one tool he has. He's going to hit for contacts. He's going to bat 300. His on base is going to be 338, and he's going to be slugging 380. <laughs> so he's still going to be right. You know, he's st- he can still be barely over his 85 way to run creative plus with that. Um, but that's my bold prediction is he will bat over 300. He's batting 667 right now. So, I mean, hell, easy money. I don't hate it. I guess I'll do one more. Um, Cole Tucker does not make the opening day roster. I'm all aboard that. Just because I want him gone. He's like Juju, too busy with his social life. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. If he would I just can't. stop DMing Vanessa Hudgens, he'd be a good baseball yes. player. True, true, true. Exactly, exactly right. No, I don't, I don't think there's a spot for him. I don't think he's good enough to be a major leaguer, so. That too. But, right. You know, even on this team, I don't know if there's if there's even room for him. If you can't make this team, you can't make any team. Also, also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any objection, Donardo? I don't have an objection. Uh, I could definitely see it. I guess a little bit we talked about in Starbucks. Like, it, I am going to be interested to find out what they do to resolve that middle infield. I mean, it's problem, however you want to put it. I mean, it's you know what it is, what it is. But you know, Adam Frazier is still here. You got Kevin Newman. You got Eric Gonzalez. Like. What's Cole Tucker's role? You know, I get that he's probably not going to be good, but you still want to give him every opportunity to. Therefore, you want to have at bats, and if he's not going to be at bats in the majors, might as well be in the minors. Though there's no minors until May now, so again, just more complicated things. Um, but yeah, no objections there. I could see that happening. I actually probably lead to that being the case as it stands right now. All right, real quick. Or we, I guess, Denardo tells us to head out. Who is your all-star from the Pirates? We going bold or realistic? Just who's the all-star? Jacob Stallings. Oof. I was going to actually, I was thinking about saying that. <laughs> yeah, no. 
Like, I could see him like going into the All Star yeah, no. break as like the second best catcher in the National League. No. Yeah. And what's like you would think it'd be like some token reliever then because, <laughs> but it's like, is there even a reliever that's going? Like no, even I'm, in the the Pirates' bad years, they had relievers that could actually represent I'm a going, team. Bernardo, I'm going Rich Rod. I think there's too much competition on the at team? their base. Is he on the team at the All Star break? Yeah. I think it don't matter. Well, it, it does matter. It literally matters what time, team he's on the at the all-star break. Is, <laughs> by the time selections are done, he'll be on the team. Will he be on the team by the time the game is played? No. Sure. Okay. But I would go Rich Rod because I think there's too much competition at their base, and I don't see any other spot that's going to be available. This is so tough. Yeah, Stallings is the third catcher. I I feel I, I don't want everyone sucks at catching. Rail Muto, mm. Yachty, and Stalin. God, someone kill me. Oh yeah, yeah, the Cardinals vote. Gotta think about that. Well, I, I think we need to call I think what needs to happen is Pirates fan base has to get on board today, right now. We gotta back like we gotta anoint who the all-star will be. So that way we can pull like a Kansas City Royals, right? Like the St. Louis Cardinals, and Take we all vote team. that person in. Like we make sure we, we, we start the rally now so that way they get 10 billion votes and they're in. But I think you can vote 10 times a day. So what if everybody just voted for Polanco 10 times a day? Do it. Do it. Up up the trade value. He's an all-star. <laughs> We're gonna give you this all-star. Okay, so mine's a little bit bold here as well, and I don't want to just say what Jim said because I was thinking it too, but screw it. Put all the chips in. Let's keep Ryan Hayes. Get out of here, Nolan Arenado. Get out of here, Nolan Arenado. You're with the Cardinals now. You're not that good. I don't care about the Cardinal vote. Um, He's going to come off the hot start. He's going to blow it out. And Who else will be voting for for the Pirates? It's Cabrian Hayes. It's true. He'll be the backup third baseman. Gladly take it. We got Josh Harrison in, and he sucks. That's sad. Like, someone on the Pirates is going to be an all star this year. <laughs> it's like Evan Meek all over. You know, like, someone's going to be an all star. Man, talking about a participation trophy. <laughs> Remember, there was that one year. There was one year when Mike Williams was our All Star. Yeah, it's like a five and, ERA. Yeah, he had like a over five ERA. But, but at was, least he was not good. No, no, at all. But at least he had saves. Like there was like a stat. At least you could say like he had. You he know, had saves. He had saves, but he was not good that year. No, he was awful. But like, there's not going to be a guy on this team that's going to have saves. I feel so. <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah. All right. Are we out of here then? We wrapping the show up? I think so. Yep. All right, everyone. Well, we will catch you all next week. Let's go, Pirates! Yay! And uh, Jim. Jim's going to be down there in Bradenton on Sunday. So there it is. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to do we'll try to do Starbucks like on location. Let's try it. 
I'm going to try to try to figure it out. Yeah, just not on location location. Not as we yeah. might have intended originally. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. We'll see y'all later. Bye-bye. Sarah, Rochelle.